We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Let's go now. You fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at The Score. This is a very, very special honor for you. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I don't really like doing the radio, man. Yes. I don't like doing sports radio like the typical. That's why I've wanted to be on your show because your show is, uh, what's the word for it? Interesting. His takes will leave you speechless. It feels like there is some hateration and holleration in the century because... I do feel like mm. Jason and, and Tony, there's a little bit of hate there. I'm not sure what holleration means. I'll just be upfront with that. <laughs> I can figure out hateration. I'm not sure about holleration. Jason Leisure on the Lawrence Holmes Show on the score. Jason Leisure joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He covers the Bears for the Sun Times, and the draft is upon us. At least for everyone else. For the Bears, not so much. At least not yet. Although, you do have two second-round picks. You could theoretically trade into the first round if there was something that you wanted. Mr. Leisure, you wrote a whole piece in the Sun-Times about Ryan Poles and his new strategy. Is there anything about him that makes you believe that he might trade into the first round? No. Lawrence, what are you doing, man? You trying to tempt him into doing something stupid tonight? Come on, man. No, no, I, I would like for him to, to stay where he's at. I just know that sometimes the, the the energy of the draft forces people to do bad things. We saw it for seven years before Ryan Poles took the job, and it's part of the reason I think Ryan Poles is in the job. But you've had a chance to actually talk to him about this stuff. What are what do we know about the approach that the Bears are are going to take in this year's draft? Well, we know a little. I mean, Ryan Poles has been on this job for three months. I am still getting to know Ryan Poles. And the way you get to know one of these people is through your interviews and through your off-the-record conversations and through what they do. And people don't really know Bill Belichick, but they know what he does, so they kind of know how he approaches things. I think one of the things that I think people are going to find refreshing about Ryan Poles after the last seven years of Ryan Pace is that I think – Ryan Poles is a pragmatist. I think he knows how much uncertainty there is in the draft. And where you get caught up in the draft is where you make mistakes, I think, is believing that you somehow know something everybody else doesn't know in the entire league. When everybody has, when there's 32 teams with staffs that are dedicated for months and months and months 
to analyzing this, and you see the results are still guys get picked in the top 10 and they don't work out. There's so much unpredictability with this that the worst mistake you can make is to reject all of that evidence and say, no, 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 I can predict this. So if you're like Ryan Poles or like me, and you, re- you accept and acknowledge, hey, reality is this is not something everybody can predict. There is a lot of uncertainty in this. And if you're playing a game that's, full, that's, that's got a lot of luck and a lot of uncertainty, what you want is as many chances as possible. That's what the Patriots always do. That's why they trade back, because they get it. They, they don't draft better than anybody else. There's no one that drafts particularly better than anybody else. What you want is a bunch of chances. A bunch of lottery tickets that can then maybe turn into really great players. I I was interested in, in one of the things in, in your piece. Did polls he he tested out like he ran a mock to see what happens in his group once once certain players go off the board? Yeah, I thought this was interesting. So there was ton, there were, he ran a lot of these simulations where uh, it's I assume a computerized simulation of what every other team is going to pick or maybe he has guys pick people so that it's a little it adds a little bit of randomness to it but to put themselves in the position of hey here we are in our second round pick here's who's here's who we wanted and they're gone now what do we do or uh he said he had somebody calling in with fake trades i mean it's all fake but calling in with trade offers to see oh hey do we want to make this move would we trade back or trade up or you know trade a pick for this player or whatever so they, they ran through this scenario over and over, all the different possible scenarios, they think at least, and they, they've done all the preparation that every other team has done. And then he said Tuesday that he wanted to have one more meeting with his staff about this and then leave it. Don't keep moving guys around on your board. Like Trust the three or four months' worth of work that's gone into this and don't get caught up in – all of what you just alluded to, all that wildness that comes, that it just seems to escalate as you get closer and closer to the actual day. And he talks a lot about discipline. I don't. I, I think he talks. He uses that. He uses that word more than anyone I've ever heard as an executive. He talks about discipline, and you know what he means is like sticking to his plan and not boxing out future plans because of emotional and rash uh, decisions in the moment. So I think that his big move tonight is going to be to not make any moves to not do anything to keep those two second round picks i i like the idea of of the lack of paralysis by analysis where maybe maybe he will be like tossing and turning you know going into tomorrow or whatever but the the idea of we've run the scenarios we've done the work like we've trusted ourselves to do the work instead of grinding until the minute you have an opportunity to make a trade or make a pick. I think that approach is actually a fairly level-headed one where it's, all right, guys, we've done all the work. Everyone go enjoy your night, and we'll figure this whole thing out when we get on the board on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I think that that exudes a lot of confidence in the work that he's done. Why would something that happens in the in you know the 36 to 48 hours leading up to the draft why would that outweigh months and months of scouting and research and all these decisions that they've kind of worked through in advance in case they come up 
now that there's actually been a little bit of time with the coach having players on the field, the Bears with a new coach got a chance to do stuff earlier than other teams in the NFL. Is there anything to be gleaned from what we from what we think we know about Matt Eberflus? Well, I think that the players are responding well to him. I think he has come in with much less of the rah-rah approach that they had before um, with Matt Nagy. And I think it's been a much more business-like, hey, look, this is it. We're just laying it out real clearly here for you. This is what we're going to do. This is what we expect. Start doing it or there's not going to be a place for you here. And I don't think he's being, you know, I don't know what words you can say on the radio or not, but I don't think he's being particularly hard about it. Um, but I think it's just very straightforward. It's an adult-to-adult way of communicating. But he's also, Lawrence, he's also brought in a bunch of new guys. He's brought in a bunch of players that are not really – no one really that they've added is, is an exciting player based on their resume, but they're guys that are going to buy into Matt Eberflus's system and fit Matt Eberflus's system. So there's not really that much of a sales job here for him. Like When I look at his defense and I think, who does he really have to sell on this? It would be – Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson. And Roquan Smith was talking as though he was the one that hired Matty Refluse. So that's done. Like he's got Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? He was talking about him like he hired him. What do you mean by that? Like that like well, like Roquan Smith was that positive about him. Like Roquan Smith was so sold on Matt Eberflus that he was talking about him almost the same way that Brian Poles talks about Matt Eberflus. Like that he was that enthusiastic about Matt Eberflus's plan and about him as a coach. I saw that, that Eddie, Jackson, Eddie Jackson was talking about, you know, oh, you know, we've got a lot of good pieces. And I'm just sitting there like, look, man, you might not, you might not carry the same weight that you used to carry around this franchise because these, these new guys don't have anything invested in you. Eddie Jackson, by the way, is a perfect example of the unpredictability of the draft because you – get him in the fourth round. He turns out to be such a better player than his draft selection. Then you have him in your building every day for what, four years before they gave him the extension, three years. You have him in there every day. You know everything about this guy at that point. So much so that you're sold to give him an extension. And then look what happens. I mean, there's so much unpredictability when you're dealing with personnel like this. But as far as Eddie Jackson and where he fits in this defense, I'm looking at Roquan Smith saying, like, he needs to be partners. Matt Eberflus needs to be partners with him in the same way that Luke Getze needs Justin Fields as a partner. It's not just another player. It's not just another good player, even. You need Roquan Smith to be, like, your second-in-command, basically, almost like another defensive coordinator. And you're looking at him as the guy running everything. You're looking at Robert Quinn as another really good player on your team. Jalen Johnson, another really good piece. Eddie Jackson, I don't know. I mean, he could be, maybe. That's the guy you really want to see – if he'll buy in, and Eddie's actually thinking about buying in, but we, we heard that the last couple of years. We heard a lot of talk about buying in from him and about working on tackling, and then there was never any – the results never materialized out of that. But at best, those are like your four really good players. And then you're counting on Matt Eberflus and his defensive expertise to figure the rest of it out. Jason Leisure of the Sun-Times joining me here on The Score. You should also check out his podcast, Sports Adjacent. It's very funny, including – the towel, the face towel, bath towel conversation that happened on this week's episode. It is worth your time and a cultural exchange for everyone. Um, but 
<laughs> you guys are ridiculous. But uh, I, I want to ask you about Justin Fields. You saw him from the moment that he was drafted, and you covered him all last season. In seeing him talk a couple weeks ago, do you think that he's changed after a season in the NFL? And how would you describe that change? I think he feels better. I, this isn't what he's saying. I mean, he's he's been very professional in how he's talked about last season. And I don't think you're going to ever see him diverge from that. But imagine what it must have been like. And Im- imagine working in a place where everything is dysfunctional. Like picture, your, you know, anybody that's listening, picture your own job. Picture having a bad boss. Picture having bad coworkers. Uh, dysfunctional mission, you know, for the company. And then somebody else comes in and is like, we're firing all those people. We're clearing out all the problems and we're going to come in and do this normal. And guess what? You, the person at the center, of all this, we want you, you help us figure out how this needs to be. So mm. that alone is very empowering to him and it must feel light to him. It must feel like a relief, I would think. Um, so they are banking on that being a big cause of his improvement. I would say there's a lot more to do. And I would sit here and look at this offseason as of right this moment and say they have not done enough personnel-wise to help him. That those changes will help, but that isn't enough. Do you imagine that they will... Consult is not the right word, but when it comes to some of the offensive players, do you think they'll take his input at all? I think they have to. I don't know if they will or not. I don't, I, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know, you know Luke Getze and Ryan Poles and everything well enough to really make a judgment on that at this stage when they've only been around for a couple of months. But I think they need to. I think that Justin Fields, regardless of what you think of where he's at as a player or anything like that right now, he's going to be here. You have sunk uh, – the previous regime sunk enough into him that he's going to be here. So he – in effect, whether he lives up to it or not, is your franchise quarterback right now. And the best thing you could do to help him actually be a real franchise quarterback is to treat him like he already is. How would you rank the needs for the Bears in the draft? Oh, my gosh, cornerback. Cornerback, the house is on fire at cornerback. If you care at all about this season, the alarm bells are going off. That's the emergency. If you're triaging these many problems – I mean, think what a uh, that was. That was such um, an indefensible plan last season to go into the season with only one cornerback that you knew was good in Jalen Johnson. And guess what? That's where they still are today. Like they haven't added anybody that changed that equation at all. That is red alert. Like they have other problems. They do, but that's that to me. If you care at all about anything this season, that's red alert. That that is the house on fire at cornerback right there. Okay, all right, that's something I will for sure keep my eyes out for. What should I be looking for from the Sun-Times as far as coverage goes? Oh, everything, man. The best in the business, of course. Uh, Me and Patrick and Patti will be on this all three days and then some, and then uh, everybody will be in for rookie camp next week, so we'll get a chance to start uh, getting to know these guys and seeing how they look and – Spinning it forward, man. I, it's really, you're looking at this as a multi-year project right now. So, you know, when I say if you really care about what happens this year, there's, there's to some extent, you don't. Because this is really a lot more about where this thing is headed big picture for 2023 and 2024. Mr. Leisure, as always, I appreciate the time and the information. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Lawrence.
You're welcome. That is Jason Leisure. He of the Sports Adjacent Podcast, which if you have not listened to it, I'm telling you, those three dudes have a time, and every week is an adventure in listening to it. The Sports Adjacent Podcast. It's it's really, really terrific. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.